Hi, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today I'm in conversation with Emmy-nominated writer-producer Lee Aronson. We're going to talk about his latest project, 40 Years in the Making, the Magic Music Movie. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Lee Aronson. Good morning. Good morning. So where are you calling in from? L.A., New York, Boulder? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, okay. Los Angeles, sunny, sweltering Los Angeles. Oh, I know. I'm here in Orange County, so I hear you. So let's talk about the backstory of this project, Lee. How did this whole project, 40 Years in the Making, the magic music movie, come about? Well, uh, the story goes back, believe it or not, 40 years, uh, more than 40 years at this point. Uh, In the early 70s, I went to college at the University of Colorado in Boulder. And uh, Boulder at the time was uh, a real hippie center. It was like the Berkeley of the Midwest. Right. And um, there was a band of musicians, hippie musicians, who lived up in the mountains and would come down and play on the lawn. Uh, on campus, they would just set up with uh, guitar, mandolin, flute, and tablas cool. uh, and, and play. And they had original music and they sang beautiful harmonies and they called themselves Magic Music. And I became an immediate fan. And for a couple of years, uh, I would just go hear them every time they played around Boulder or on mm-hmm. campus. And then they disappeared. And they never made a record. Really? And I never heard from them. I never heard of them again. And, you know, I went on with my life. Mm-hmm. But these songs were still in my head. I, I remembered the songs and I'd sing them to myself. Mm-hmm. And I sang them to my kids when they were babies. And um, and after I retired from TV, I decided to find out whatever happened to them. So what and did I happen? Ended up well, a lot of different things. Uh, I, they ended. I found them scattered all over the country, doing a lot of different, you know, doing a lot of different things, uh, having had a lot of uh, different journeys from then to now. And uh, I ended up bringing them all back to Colorado and uh, doing a reunion concert in Boulder. First of all, I love Boulder. I almost moved there. And it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. I really love the people and just... It's just gorgeous. And um, so what was that like? Were they all completely on board for doing this? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Many of the, you know, some of them were, but there were were some old grudges uh, Mm -hmm. that had to be addressed. And, uh, you know, there was a happy ending. I I don't want to spoil too much. No, don't. Yeah. it was, but it was a quite a, you know, it was quite a, an adventure for me because when I started, I had no idea where it was going to end. This sounds like a great project because, I mean, you worked on Two and a Half Men, Big Bang Theory. Um, let me just mm-hmm. mention the name of my show is Get the Funk Out, and mm-hmm. I'm always intrigued by people who do things. It's complete opposite of something else they might have been doing, but it kind of is cathartic and it's. It helps them in some way. Did you find that doing this brought tremendous oh, meaning and closure or just so it was such a happy memory? Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. It was meaningful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I spent many years in television. Um, I kind of fell into the career that I had. Um, it wasn't anything I planned for. It just turned out to be something I was good at and people mm-hmm. would pay me to do. 
Um, but I, I often wondered, and I asked this question in the movie, you know, did, did I make the right decision? Did I take the right path in life? You know, um, mm-hmm. and the guys in the band, you know, took lots of different paths in lives that weren't where they initially thought they were headed. And so it was it was great to explore that and explore all of our journeys, as well as the journey of, of, of Boulder, Colorado itself, which has changed remarkably. Right. You know, since I was there in the 70s, I, I hadn't been back in 40 years. Oh, you hadn't? When oh. I went back to shoot there. No, wow. no. OK, so let's back up a second. You just said something very intriguing. If you hadn't gone down the path of being a writer and producer, do you, what would you have wanted to do? Or what did you think you should be doing? Well, I think the only <laughs> the only thing I was be qualified to do is organ donor because I have no actual <laughs> job skill. You, so no musical but, uh, skill, no musical talent whatsoever. Not really. Okay. Uh, but I was in college. I was a political science major. I was pre-law. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had played with the idea of going to law school, but then I met a girl. And that kind of plan went out the window. And, um, you know, earlier I had been interested in maybe advertising. Uh, When I came out to L.A. initially, um, I was doing stand-up comedy. Oh, wow. That's completely different. (laughs) Yeah. How'd you get into that from advertising and all the other things? Uh, well, I, I, I was basically a, a longtime class clown that wanted to turn pro. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it seemed like the path of least resistance. Yes. And, you know, I liked getting laughs as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I, I figured, oh, hey, you know, what a, what a great way to make a living. I had no idea how tough uh, and, and the world of stand-up comedy actually was. Extremely. I mean, and then, but... You, it sounds like you took your comedy chops and put it into writing these other comedies that have turned out great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it actually it did work out well all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I decided uh, very soon after I arrived in Los Angeles and started meeting famous people that I didn't really want to be famous anymore. So yeah. uh, being behind the scenes suited me just fine. I, I would think what you ended up doing was a lot more fulfilling than being famous. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, again, it's it's like the road not traveled. You mm-hmm. never know what's going to be most fulfilling. But I, I do know that, that what I did after I left television was way more fulfilling than anything else I'd ever done because it really had personal meaning to me. Yes. Are you still in touch with this band? Uh, yeah, uh, great. you know, we're all on, on an email chain and, uh, they're going to be doing, they're getting together again to do a gig in uh, Denver when the film opens there. Excellent. And, uh, we, uh, we saw each other at festivals over the last year. That's great. How would you describe their music? Uh, well, uh, take a little Crosby, Stills and Nash and sprinkle in some Jethro Tull. Cool. And I think you've got it. Crosby, Stills, and Tull. <laughs> the harmon- the harmonies are beautiful, and uh, there, there's a flautist uh, in the band that is just, even after all these years, he's just incredible. Um, one of the great things about this project is once I got in touch with the guys, I found out that they had 
recorded tracks 40 years ago that they never released. That was my next question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so the movie is scored almost completely with those tracks that nobody's ever heard, but, uh, uh, but are very, very vintage. And we're releasing a, ha- a soundtrack album also uh, on September 14th. And I believe that uh, there's, a, there's one track that's being released to radio this week called Bright Sun, Bright Rain. Okay. Uh, so if you can find that, you should play it because it, it's, it's, it's really beautiful music. I mean, if it weren't, uh, I wouldn't have made the movie. Right. What has music done for you? I mean, it sounds like music has been part of your life since you were a kid. Yeah, I think like a lot of people, um, there's a period uh, during your formative years, I think from the time I was about uh, nine to my mid-twenties, um, you know, that's the soundtrack. That, that's my life soundtrack. And, and the music from that era, whenever I hear it, can evoke, you know, a specific place, a specific smell, yes. a specific feeling. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's always been very powerful for me. I actually, around 1975, 76, I kind of stopped staying current with music. And the music I listen to now is, uh, I don't listen to a lot of new music, uh, but I, I, I do cherish uh, the music of, of those years of my life. I love it. I, I went to uh, ask you, is there anything on YouTube as far as uh, video footage, you know, any film? Of well, them? there's... No, there's no there's no vintage video of them, mm-hmm. and uh, I wish there had been. But for the film, uh, I used um, uh, I found a, a really great artist, and and he did some um, um, some graphic treatments of certain scenes in the film that the guys would describe, and uh, we did a little bit of a limited animation with them. It, it's a very cool thing, and it actually turned out better. Uh, than I think it would have if we just had some, you know, some old grainy VHS or something. Yes, right. Super 8 or something edited together. Yeah. What else would you like people to know about the film without giving too much away? Um, Well, it's uh, what I like to to know is that it's it's obviously something that people my age relate to right off the bat, you know. Mm -hmm. But what I found is I've screened it. I've screened it for college classes and, you know, we screened at festivals. I've found that younger people also are responding very strongly to it. Uh, I think they're finding a lot of parallels between that era and this era and, um, you know, our lives then, the sort of things that we were facing and, and the things that they feel they're facing now. And, um, you know, so I would encourage everyone who thinks at all that this might be interesting to them to check it out. Mm-hmm. When I was looking up info on you, um, you're listed as a writer, composer, and producer. Um, how do well, you... com- composer, composer is a little is a little misleading. Okay. What I did was uh, I contributed the lyrics to the Two and a Half Men theme song, and the lyrics to the Two and a Half Men theme song consist of the words "men" and "manly." <laughs> Whoa, Lee! Basically, the, <laughs> yeah, the the evolution of of that that theme song is: I have two boys that I raised, okay. and when they were little, we used to march around the house, going, "We are men, we are men, we are manly men, we mm. are men, 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 men." 
And so my cool. friend Grant Geisman, who is is actually a musician, um, put some put a tune to that, uh, you know, that men, 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 manly men. Yeah. And then um, and and Chuck Lorre, who's also a musician, an actual musician, uh, gave us the men, 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 manly men, <laughs> men, men. <laughs> You've made my day. I didn't know I was going to get serenaded. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, how about that? Are you going to do more uh, documentaries? Because it seems like this is obviously a passion. I have no idea. No? I have no idea what I'm going to do. I didn't, when I left, when I retired from television, I had no idea what I was going to do mm -hmm. uh, until this, 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 this idea kind of came to me and seemed like the right thing to do. I have no idea what I'm going to do next. That's but great. I have no doubt. I have no doubt something will, you know, I will meet. Some, something in my path if I just keep showing up for life. That's what you have to do. You just keep showing up. And, yeah. And you pay attention yeah. to different things that happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where can people find out more about the film? Magicmusicmovie.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Benny Ace. B-E-N-N-Y-A-C-E. Is that... That's a picture of you on Twitter, right? Uh... I don't know what you're looking at right now. I thought there was a picture of you on Twitter. I I thought I had looked at your account on Twitter, and there was a guy with my me. account. Uh, my avatar is an M and M. Oh, then it's not you, <laughs> an M and M. An M and M. Yeah, there used to be. There was a program online a few years ago where you could turn yourself into an a, an M and M, a peanut M and M. Oh, that's so. so you guys. I, I remember that. I put glasses. I put a glasses and a little beard on an M&M, and that's my Twitter avatar. Perfect. All right, I'm going to look you up, and I'll follow you. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Excellent. Anything else you want to add before we wrap? Um, no, just to reiterate, <laughs> magicmusicmovie.com. You can sign up and, and be alerted when the film is playing in your area. We're opening in New York on Friday the 3rd, in L.A. on the 10th. We're going digital September 4th, and the soundtrack is released September 14th. But you can sign up for updates. Okay. Uh, you can watch a trailer and clips online, and uh, pretty soon you'll be able to hear... Uh, music from the soundtrack online also fantastic thank you so much it's been great thank you so much for having me my pleasure congratulations thank you take, take care. care if you missed any part of this everything is up on my show blog get the funk out show.kuci.org if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at moms m-o-m-z underscore rock you've been listening to kuci 88.9 fm in irvine